1: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
0: Let's talk today about one of those not so comfortable discussion topics. I want to talk about sex trafficking and slavery that's going on in our modern world today. And there are so many nations around the world, uh, we can point to a whole lot of them, places like China and Myanmar, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, all of these nations and many more throughout Southeast Asia uh, battle dreadfully with some of the circumstances where there is sex trafficking, especially of girls and young women. Well, we're going to talk about a nation in South Asia where the work of SIM is continuing. Bob Cole is SIM's deputy director. He's joining us. Hello, Bob. Welcome along to 2020.
1: Yeah, hello, Neil. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, chat with you today.
0: Bob, how significant is sex trafficking and sexual abuse that's going on in, mm. uh, I mentioned a whole lot of nations, and you're working yes. in one in particular, but the one you're working in, just how significant is the issue of sex abuse and sex trafficking?
1: Mm. Neil, if we, we look globally and then drill down, uh, tra- trafficking of uh, women and children for, for sexual exploitation is the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. We can get our heads around that, that's staggering. And then when we consider that uh, around 2 million children are exploited every year in this global commercial sex trade, a quarter of those in South Asia. And certainly tens of thousands of those in in the target country that we're referring to today. It's, It's very significant. If We think of that country alone Around 200 young girls will be sold into prostitution today, tomorrow, and every day. It is an ongoing problem.
0: Okay, let's just reflect on that for a few Mm -hmm. moments. 200 girls every day, today, tomorrow, and every day for the rest of this year, every day Mm -hmm. for the rest of this decade, Mm -hmm. uh, young girls taken into prostitution, sex trafficking, abused sexually. That's right, uh, Bob, you've got a number of projects that you're highlighting, that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those called the Red Light, Green Light Project. What is that yes. all about?
1: It's a very sensitive area of ministry, uh, Neil. When we, we think of where SIA missionaries are working today, we, we are targeting communities where Christ is least known. And some of these are the most marginalized and isolated people groups in the world. And if we think of... Um, this target country and the people group that we're working with, those young women and children that are caught up in, in sex trafficking, there's an incredible opportunity not only to to rescue them, but also to help improve their life and also to see them moving forward to a better way of life, if you like, in the future.
0: But when we talk about women and these young girls who are being trafficked, well, on the other side of the equation, there are those who are trafficking these women and girls, and mm-hmm. it's a huge industry in these yes. nations. People are making a lot of money from this level of prostitution. You're up against a, a huge financial industry, aren't you? Yes,
1: absolutely. It is, um, it's It's a criminal enterprise and the word there is is enterprise, there's a a lot of money involved, therefore there's a lot of power associated with uh, corruption and bribery, Uh, and so it's very difficult for us to even enter into some of these locations without um, some police or government assistance to to meet with these young girls that are seeking to be rescued. Um, Then there's often uh, legal proceedings that are required to follow up on their rescue, uh, whereby the government authorities are asking these, these young girls to, um, to become witnesses in a trial where they testify against the brothel owner or the man or men who've raped them. And so it's a very complex uh, world and certainly a complex underworld that supports this industry.
0: But when you have rescued one young girl or one young woman from the streets and you begin to go through a process of healing, of uh, mm. of rehabilitation. Describe what that looks like for us, Bob.
1: Well, now when a, a girl first arrives at the home, they undergo uh, several steps of rehabilitation. So they're initially going to receive medical care. And some have been horribly abused, even tortured sexually, so they're, they're, they're given that care, they're provided the medical support and attention, but then they go on to receive um, the psychological um, care that they need because for the majority of them, they're incredibly traumatized and they experience the symptoms of trauma and they require highly skilled uh, people to support them, encourage them, um, help to restore something normal in their lives and of course the home isn't uh, you know large in terms of how many will will, um, accommodate there's usually only a dozen girls in the home at any one time for say, up to six months as they're undergoing treatment and care but they're in a loving and parenting environment and for, for some it's maybe the first time that they really experience Christian love in their lives and or after many years of being uh, abused and then they they go on to receive uh training, uh skills training, some uh very simple things like uh developing arts and craft skills, uh sewing. Uh many uh, have missed uh, many years of their education and so they attend school. And uh we we help to educate them and train them. And of course the day is made up of a variety of activities, uh of school, um, but also of counseling sessions and some fun things like creative um, outlets such as dance and, and drama and so on. And many of them go on to uh, be able to set up their own little business in the future uh, as they're self-supporting. Our hope is, of course, that the majority of them are able to be reunited with their families because they're, in a sense, uh, they've been kidnapped or abducted And their families have been searching for them, and of course through this ministry and work we're able to put many of them back into their family unit.
0: Bob Cole is our guest. He's Deputy Director and Partner Relations Director for S.I.M. We're talking about a South Asian nation where the S.I.M. outfit is working and their programs called Red Light, Green Light Project and also Girls Off the Street. Uh, Bob, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. We're taking some time to explore some of the things that are going on in South Asia when we talk about all of those countries uh, from South Asia up into North Asia where sex trafficking and exploitation of particularly young girls and young women is rife. Bob Cole from SIM is our guest and we're talking through some projects, the Red Light, Green Light project and another one called Girls Off the Streets. Bob, when we talk about the sorts of people who are involved in these sorts of rescues, uh, bringing people out of sex trafficking, I imagine you've got those those mum and dad types who are caring for young women in your rehabilitation centres, almost bringing young women into a family setting where they, they might not be used to a family environment. Then you've got those others who are doing the rescues off the streets. I imagine they've got to be a little more streetwise and uh, a little tough on on the people that they're dealing with.
1: Oh, absolutely, Neil. We, we see all sorts of uh, people with different backgrounds involved in uh, partnership in this ministry and, and the work that we're doing. Um, we certainly need that confrontational uh, component in the rescue operation, that, that, that there is a boldness. There, there certainly is um, very often uh, police or government support for our workers as they're going into these areas and or districts. Um, very often, uh, police and authorities raid brothels and rescue uh, what appear to them to be underage uh, children or girls. And so uh, often they bring the girls to us to be cared for. And of course, there is that that other element of the the aftercare, that the follow-up. Uh, what happens when a girl arrives at the front door? Um, who brings them in? Who welcomes them? Who uh, begins the process? of getting to know them uh, and bringing them out of themselves. And very often, uh, they are so traumatized they won't, they won't even speak. They don't trust anyone. They've been sexually abused over very often many years, and they've, they've lost the sense of self-worth. They're incredibly embarrassed uh, and traumatized. And so someone needs to show that, that love and a Christian love toward them to to bring them out, to involve them, in the day-to-day activities, and and it's a process that takes place over many months. So These carers need to be uh, really motivated by, by the Lord, really, to provide the love and the help and the care uh, that's needed. They're not doing it for profit. Uh, they're doing it out of compassion. And so we, we're, we're really excited to, uh, as an organization, to be working with such partners, uh, not only in the target country and other areas where we have similar work, And it's exciting also to see uh, the results now.
0: And I guess the results that start from when that young girl or that young woman is taken off the streets or out of that mm-hmm. brothel mm-hmm. and uh, they're given medical care, they need medical care as, as soon as they're yeah. brought into your safe sanctuary and uh, and that love begins to uh, take its form with all sorts of expressions from that That's point fine. forward and, and it's a yeah. whole learning process of learning to be loved in a way that we might think of love. Yeah.
1: And and after having been abused for so long, I mean, the the stark contrast is incredible. Um, For example, we had one young girl come into uh, the home recently who wouldn't speak. uh, When the police questioned her, even with simple yes or no questions, she wouldn't even respond by nodding her head uh, one way or the other. Uh, After many months, as we were working with her, we were also preparing her for the day That she would have to testify in court against the man who'd raped her. But incredibly, this, this little girl who wouldn't whisper a word six months before when she came to the home was able to stand in the courtroom and give a clear and confident statement before the judge. An incredible transformation had taken place in the home as a result of the love she was shown. And one of our carers heard her, overheard her on on the um, phone to her mum. She was to be reunited with the family. She said, Mama, why are you crying? What happened is already in the past. I know I have a new future. And and what an incredible testimony to the transformation of God's love in this young girl's life.
0: And it begs the question, Bob, how does a young girl get caught up in sex trafficking in the first place?
1: Uh, Again, uh, very often they're, they're, they're simply kidnapped off the street. Or they're, they're um, bewitched by a,
0: by a man, a
1: young man, who says, oh, I'm in love with you, come away with me to the city. And, and he is simply uh, dealing in, in the trafficking of, of young girls. And so when they arrive in, in the city, in the country in which uh, we're working, uh, the girl is then turned over to the traffickers, to the brothels, where she's abused, and after a period of time, she doesn't want to go back to her home. She's so embarrassed uh, and traumatized by her experience. One, one young girl told us, a uh, seven-year-old Laboni said to us, one day I went out to buy ice cream. I never came back. I was kidnapped and held against my will. And I was sold four times before I ended up working in a brothel. It, it is just um, insidious and, and certainly um, evil when we think of this whole trade.
0: And it might be easy to think that these are isolated incidents, but they're not at all. Uh, The numbers of women and children who are caught up in sex slavery in South Mm. Asia is Mm. staggering.
1: Absolutely. I I think I mentioned uh, before that around a quarter of a million women and girls are trafficked in South Asia every year. And that that goes back to to thinking of how this... um, whole industry is is operating globally around two million children exploited every year in the global commercial sex trade um, but it's really hard for us to get our minds around those sorts of numbers but it, it's it's real it's documented and it's going on despite all of the efforts and activities of various governments uh, of the legislation that's set up in in many many countries to prevent it and to punish it. It continues to take place and it's increasing, now. That's the scary thing.
0: You mentioned that your goal, of course, when you've got a rehabilitation and a a home that these young girls can get this reorientation, Mm. Uh, the goal is to actually have them uh, move on from the home and sometimes be reunited with their parents, uh, other times to be able to stand on their own uh, two feet and and be protected in the way that they are able to care for themselves. Uh, What happens when you've got that girl ready to go? There must be a lot of good news stories.
1: Oh, there are, and uh, that's the the wonderful outcome is that there are, there are SIA missionaries working in this environment, sharing Christ's amazing love with these young girls, and there's also a transformational outcome, which is the whole, the whole purpose of uh, the Red Light Green Light Project is to transform the lives of those who've been abused and to help them to stand. And uh, Tina, one of the girls we rescued through the ministry said, I'm living proof of a powerful God who is able to bring back what is stolen. And that, that's, again, another testimony of how a young life has been uh, rescued and restored and able to stand again <clears throat> without the shame that they once experienced.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: in very many cases, uh, be able to return to their family But um, where they've been abused by their family, sadly, uh, and possibly sold into prostitution uh, out of a need of poverty and or being deceived and or uh, being bonded in some way to uh, a brothel owner, they can't go back to their family. We're helping to set them up, as it were, in in their own business uh, or help them to find
0: employment. Well, Bob, SIM, a well-known ministry mission organisation, a long history. And uh, these programs we're talking about today, the Red Light, Green Light Project and Girls Off the Street Project, I imagine that there must be significant financial needs. And I know that there'll be listeners who have been captivated by the sorts of things you've been sharing with us in this conversation. How do people support uh, an organisation like yours and make sure that uh, those dollars go into helping these young women
1: Neil, that's that's very simple i mean ultimately we we need millions of dollars for a, a project like this uh for the ongoing need and operation of the project but we're trusting god to provide those needs and he does and he does that through people he does that through his people primarily and we receive many donations every year through our website to this particular red light green light project or the overarching project of girls off the streets. And we're just amazed to see how those funds come in. And, and we're uh, excited and privileged to be able to transfer those funds to the field every month for use in the ministry. And it, it's not a costly uh, exercise to sponsor a girl every month. It, it costs around about $65 a month now to provide the support, medical care, the trauma counseling, even the, the legal support, paying uh, lawyers to help represent these girls in court. Their education uh, is all wrapped up in a, in a very neat package of $65 a month.
0: Well, Bob, I'll point people to your website where they can get some more detail, read some more about these projects we're talking about. It's www.sim.org.au. That's sim.org.au. Our guest, Bob Cole, is SIM's Deputy Director and Partner Relations Director. Uh, Bob, thanks so much for taking time today to share these things with us about what's going on in South Asia and the projects you're running.
1: Neil, thank you so much and God bless you for the ministry you have.
0: Before you go, thanks for listening.
1: There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world.
0: Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.